0: What's up, Crossover fam? This is Tammy. We want to thank you for tuning in to our podcast. God has been moving in major ways in our community, and we're so glad that you get to be a part of it. We pray that this message encourages and inspires you to live out your calling in Christ. Enjoy this week's message. You can just jump back in your seats real quick. I'm going to try to literally just share something for 10 minutes because I really feel it's important to what God is doing right now. You hear me? Uh, We preached uh, last week on advancing the mindset, advancing mindsets. And I'm going to just jump in this thing. So bear, you know, bear with me real quick. In Romans 12 2, we talked about this. Do not be conformed to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing. Say renewing. Renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's perfect, pleasing will is. And we talked about our thought life last week, right? We talked about how we're thinking, what are we thinking on, what are we dwelling on. The scriptures talk about, think about what is honorable, pure in Philippians 4. And the Bible also talks about that we battle against, we don't battle against flesh and blood, but principalities, rulers of darkness that try to get in our thought life, Right. The world wants to lie to us. The enemy's constantly lying to us. The question is, are we agreeing with what he's saying in Jesus name? We can't agree with the lies of the world. We can't agree with the temptation and the lies of the enemy. And I love this verse. It says this. As a man thinketh, so is he. You could put she in there as well. Right. However, we're thinking, we become that. And so we got to make sure that we guard our minds. We got to make sure that we guard the way that we think. And so last week we talked about how we think. And this week I want to jump in to the next point and it's how we think about ourselves. How do you see yourself? Like I believe what God was just doing right now, and I've said it, it was almost prophetic, is how do you view yourself? Do you view yourself as God sees you? Because a lot of us, let me just be honest and real, because I dealt with this for a long time, is we try to strive to be noticed. We try to strive for attention. We try to strive for people to like us. Because a lot of in a lot of ways, a lot of us are insecure based on things that have happened in the past. So we cover up our own insecurities with the what we do. Right. And we strive to be noticed. We're like we're we're, we're seeking out things and affirmations from people, men, women, and all the way down the line. We're looking for to be affirmed in what we do. And if somebody doesn't affirm us, we get upset and we get mad and we get angry. I love what it says in Romans 12. It says, for I say through the grace that was given to me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think of himself soberly according. Check this out. As God has dealt each man a measure of faith. Skip over to 16. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud. Do not be willing to associate with people or be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Most of us think of ourselves one of two ways. Either too highly, right? We're prideful. We're proud. And we don't want to associate with people that ain't on our level, right? Right? I can't really I can't really rock with him or I can't really associate myself with her. They not on my level. That is anti kingdom. We expect special treatment because we think we're better than everybody else. So we strut around. We're like, yeah, with our chest all puffed up and our head in the clouds. And as disciples of Jesus, we can't be too prideful. You know, what this, you know what it produces? Let me just be honest and real. It produces paranoia. What do I mean by that? It's like we're so self-aware and self-absorbed that we think everyone is out to get us. When our head's in the clouds, all of a sudden it's like, oh, they don't rock with me. I'll see that. You know what I mean? Like I, they a hater. They drinking the haterade. I heard that before. They out to get me. They out to hurt me. Oh, they talking about me. That type of thinking comes from when you're prideful, you get suspicious, you don't. You stop trusting a lot of people because everybody's out to get you or everybody's out to get your finances or everybody's out to get your platform or everybody's out to be like you. And it's not even true because we view ourselves as we view ourselves. We hurt people because inside, deep down, if we, if we want to get real with ourselves, we're hurt. We become victims in our own mindsets, in our own thinking, and we start to judge everyone else's intentions and actions by the way that we're thinking. And so we got to be careful we don't think of ourselves too highly. The flip coin of that, the flip side of that is we can't view ourselves too lowly either. Right? We we, we have we, we can't see ourselves as, oh, we're just nothing, or oh, you don't understand. I I you know, I was born into this type of family, or I'm always going to be nothing. I'm useless, I'm insignificant, I'm ugly, I'm too fat, I'm an outcast, I'm a I'm all by myself, I feel rejected. We have all this low self esteem. Jesus doesn't want us thinking that way either. So, we gotta change the way we think about ourselves. We need to understand that we're not better than anyone else. We're not worse than anyone else. Because the reality is, if you pull the blanket off of every person's life, everybody got stuff. Everybody got things that they're dealing with. This is the reason why we need to pick up our cross every day and follow Jesus. Come on, somebody. Let's just get real. None of us have it all figured out, but he does. That's why we follow him. Please don't just fall. You know, listen, there are awesome men and women of God and praise God for that. I strive to be as good as I can be as a man of God, as a husband, as a father. But I fall short. I am not the one who hung on the cross. I am not the one who rose from the dead, but he is, and I'm following him. That's the reason why I can say, follow me, because I'm following him. If I was following any other person, please leave from me and and go follow Jesus. John had his own disciples. Right. John was baptizing in the name of Jesus. But then when Jesus showed up, you can read it for yourself. When Jesus showed up, John told his disciples to go follow him. Listen, go follow Jesus. That's why we're here. So we got to change the way that we're thinking. We're all on this search for significance. And a lot of us think that we're going to reach that significance based on what we do. And listen, as soon as you reach it, there'll be another level. It's like the the staircase that never ends. When I was young, I used to love um, escalators, right? Some of y'all probably did this. You you probably know what I'm about to say. The ones that are coming down, we used to try to run up them. Anybody do that before? Say yeah. All right, cool. I'm not alone. So we used to try to run up the down escalators. But it's almost like... If you're striving for significance in what you do, it's almost like you got on that escalator that's going down and you're just walking on it. There's always going to be another step. You're never going to reach the top. Your significance has nothing to do with what you do. It has everything to do with who Jesus says you are in his name. I didn't realize I was just as significant when I was working at a car dealership in Jesus' name that I am today standing here as your pastor. I am not more significant because I have this microphone in my hand and I'm standing on this platform. You are just as significant the day you met Jesus as you are today. We have to understand that. We can't be trapped in this low self-esteem because we're heirs and joint heirs with Christ, right? In other words, we're royalty in the kingdom. You got to see yourselves as that. I'm not saying go around talking about, oh, I'm royalty, I'm a king, I'm a queen. Some people talk like that. I'm not knocking them. But listen, sometimes we get a little prideful. We got to be careful how we talk, right? It should make us feel good about ourselves. And we should understand that we're not alone, but it should also cause us to be humble because the reality is none of us deserve it. None of us deserve it. So we got to change the way we think about ourselves. And my next point is we have to change the way we think about other people. We got to change the way we think about others. We're two to see each other as family in the kingdom. See, you get to pick your friends, but you don't pick your family. That's a word for somebody. We get to pick our friends, but you don't get the opportunity to pick your family. You're born into it. And so if you understand the way that salvation works... And you understand the ways of the kingdom. You're actually grafted into the kingdom through the bloodline of David, which, which gets down to Jesus. Jesus adopted me and he adopted you. So now you're part of a bigger family. And you don't get to pick your family. And so when you look around the room, this is your family. Romans 2, we're giving instructions on how we're supposed to treat each other. And how we're supposed to think about each other. Excuse me, Romans 12, it says this be devoted to one another in love. Honor another before and above yourself. This is how we're supposed to treat each other. We're supposed to honor each other even above ourselves. Treat each other above ourselves. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. This is verse 13. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and don't curse. Somebody, bless and don't curse your brothers and your sisters and your family. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. That means, you know, when, when people are winning, rejoice with them. Don't be jealous. Come on, man. That's that is, Jealousy is not of the kingdom when it has to do with your family. And when someone is hurting, someone's mourning, mourn with them, hurt with them, sit with them. You know, sometimes the best thing you could do for people is just sit and listen. Sit and listen with them. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it's possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. I love that he put if it is possible in there because this is real. If it's possible, live at peace with everyone. See, he desires to birth compassion in our hearts for other people, for people you work with, for people you live next to, for people, you know, in your family, for people all over the world. He wants you to have compassion. And the appropriate attitude is revealed in us, in his church. We're all adopted and too often we see each other as competition. When it's not that, it's a family. You hear me? It's not even about what we do. It's about who we are. And the last thing is this. I'm going to close with this. If we could have my, my brother come back up. We have to change the way we think about ourselves. We have to change the way we think about other people. and We have to change the way we think about the church. The church is... Christ's bride. Did you know that? This is the bride of Christ. Jesus established his church. Jesus is building his church. Jesus says that the gates of hell will not push back his church. We have to understand that Because let me just be real, like there's a a religious ideology that has gotten into the mindset, especially of young people, and they don't want to be a part of the church. Because they've been hurt by people. They've been hurt by the church. And listen, I could relate to that. People are going to let you down. But people, right, are part of the church. They are not the church. Jesus, it's Christ's church. It's his bride. And there's three ways that most of us think about his church. And let me say that before I say these three ways. That the church is the answer. The the, the church is what Jesus established as the answer to a broken and dying world. So when you diss his bride, you're dissing the answer to a broken and dying world. What you have to do. People are thinking the wrong way about his church. What you have to do is change the way that people are thinking about his bride. And guess how you do that? By being it. By being the example of the church. By walking out the fullness of what love and compassion and grace and mercy and community and family really look like. In Jesus' name. So there's three ways that most of us think about church. One is we come to church out of obligation because we're supposed to come to church, right? I've always come to church, and that's the way I was raised. So I'm always going to come to church, and it has to be more than that. It has to be bigger than that. Or some of us come because we need, like, you know, that maintenance. And there's nothing wrong with sometimes having maintenance, right? Some of us come because it's Easter time. Because it's Christmas time, and this is what we're supposed to do on Easter and Christmas, or I need a little bit of a, of a tune-up, so I'm a, I think I'm going to go to church today. Or we think, like, you know, it's just optional. We'll come whenever we feel like coming. And listen, I'm not talking about the Sunday morning church. See, some of y'all are thinking, like, oh, what? What? I don't, is he talking about me for not coming every Sunday? Nah, it's, it's not about the Sunday morning gathering. It's about like real community, real gathering around the word, the word. It happens around your dinner table. It happens at Starbucks. It happens at your job. It happens all over the place. But we see church as, you know, the, 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 gap, the one gathering a week. You got to change the way you think about it. Listen, this is important. I'm not saying don't come to this. This is it. This is where you get refueled, revived in order to go out and be the church. The church doesn't just happen for one hour on a Sunday. Listen, we are his church. We are his bride. We are his ambassadors. We are his witnesses. We gather in order to scatter in Jesus' name. We have to understand. Church is bigger than what happens right here on Sundays. When you realize that men and women have died for your right to be able to gather in Jesus' name. Listen, we don't gather. We gather around Jesus. We gather around the risen Lord Jesus. We gather around his word. Please don't worship me. It's not about me. It's about us. Together we could do anything that we can do. When you realize what people have given up from the disciples. Listen, the disciples were so in this thing that they literally were murdered. Think about that. To this day, thank God for our nation. We have the liberty to, to gather. There's other nations where people will die People will go to the grave doing what we're doing right now. That's real. I'm not sharing that to scare you. I'm sharing that to show you how privileged you are. There was a video that came out a few years ago. Those men on the beach, they took their heads off. But they could have saved their life. You know know how they could have saved their own life? By denouncing Jesus. They could have just denounced Jesus, received Allah, and they, their life would have been spared. Yet, they knew what was on the other side. They knew what was on the other side, that Jesus wouldn't leave them on that beach. Their bodies were left on the beach, but they went to live with the Father. They went to a place that we call heaven. They went to be with Jesus. Jesus. so when we realize the church is bigger, greater, when people start talking about the church, we can not necessarily be, be, be prideful and correct them, but we could talk to them in love. We could change the way that they think about the bride of Christ. How many of y'all are married in here? Married, married men, women, raise your hand up. Listen, put your hands up. If, if somebody started to talk about your significant other, your wife or your husband. I mean they were just bashing right in front of your face you'd probably get angry and upset you'd probably be like hey do me a favor first of all don't ever talk about my wife that way or don't ever talk about my husband that way that's super disrespectful you might get upset you might get angry emotions might start you know flaring through your through your heart it might even get to the point where you might want to get physical with that person because you love your spouse so much that you'd fight for them. Listen, this is, we are the bride of Christ. We're his bride. We're his significant other. And he's with us today, but the greatest news is he's coming back in person. Did you know that? Like like he is coming back in person. And so the scripture talks about we got to every day look up for we never know the day or the hour where Jesus is going to split the sky and he's going to come back onto this earth to redeem his kingdom for what it was supposed to be. Meanwhile, me and you are his bride and we're advancing his kingdom every single day. So we have to change the way we think. We have to change the way we see ourselves. We have to change the way that we think of others, and we have to change the way we see the church. Listen, it wasn't, God knew that every single building in the world, listen to this, every single building in the world, this has never happened in the history of the world. Every building shut down in 2020. Did the church shut down? is bigger than that. God left every leader, pastor, missionary. In 2020, every single one of us had to rethink a lot of things. He knew. But I believe this, in the season that we're in and the season that is to come, that God is going to raise up his bride In the midst of chaos in the midst of war in the midst of darkness and evil the bride of christ will rise up in the middle of that as a lighthouse as a beacon of hope as a city set upon a hill but it's not going to be the old way of thinking it's not going to be the old wine skin it's going to be the new wine skin church and god is going to pour out new wine in the new wine skin And the new wine skin is you and me. And we're gonna walk out these doors different because we gotta change the way we think. We gotta change the way we view other people, ourselves. We gotta get into the Word. What does the Bible say about us? Who does the Bible say that I am? I'm gonna lean in on that, I'm gonna believe that. I'm not gonna believe what my father told me I'm not gonna believe what other people have said I am I'm not gonna believe my so-called friends when they disrespect me I'm going to believe King Jesus and I'm gonna stand on his word and I'm gonna walk this thing out even if I'm all alone listen even if nobody goes with me I will go stop listen this is a word for you stop waiting on your neighbor to help you nobody's coming to help Jesus has already commissioned you Jesus has already given you everything you need to do everything that he has called you to do there won't be another Jesus to come he has already come he has already paid the price he has already risen from the dead he lives in you So stop being the victim. You are victorious. I'm going to say it again. Stop blaming other people. You are victorious. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Listen, we want to help. I'm not saying that in a bad way. But everybody is doing what God has commissioned them to do. Beautiful thing about the church is we can lock arms and do it together. And when everybody's walking in their call, everybody's walking in their anointing, that's when we're unstoppable. We're doing this together. God is uniting his bride for an end time harvest. And I want to be part of that harvest. Right? We can do it together. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your church. I thank you for every person that is here today, God. I thank you for fresh encounters, fresh infillings, Lord Jesus, of fuel and fire and, and Holy Spirit. Thank you, God, that we could change the way that we think and we could advance mentally, Lord God, by, by thinking on what you say, thinking on your word, thinking about your goodness and your grace and your mercy, thinking about the good things that you're doing. And Lord, I was in the car last night. I'm just reminded. I was in the car last night. Driving back from the station, I was talking to my brother, Avila. We were talking about testimonies. And Lord, he shared with me this testimony about this laptop. And Lord, I realize that you're involved in the little things just as much as the big. And so I thank you, God, God, that we can shift our thinking from what you're not doing onto what you are doing. That we won't focus on the bad report, but we'll focus on what you said. And so give us your grace to push through and give us your mercy to overcome. And we'll give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. It's in Christ Jesus' name we pray. We all said amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Man, what a powerful message. We want to thank you for tuning in. I hope that this week's word blessed and encouraged you. God is doing some amazing things in our community, and we're so glad to have you be a part of it. If you're new to our ministry, we would love to connect with you. You can go to crossoverchurchatl.com backslash connect and fill out the information so that we can stay connected. Also, if you would like to give to help support our ministry, you can go to crossoverchurchatl.com backslash give. Thanks and God bless.